This is Phoenix FM. Thank you to Ian, as always, for a fantastic drive time show. I have the best show ever lined up especially for you this evening. It's Karen here on The House of Fun. On 98FM and online, this is Phoenix FM.
absolutely love that track. It is so cute. Um, and we might play a little bit more from that brilliant artist. Um, but I played it today, especially my lovely listener, for the gorgeous Jasmine Harman, who is in the house in Hello, Essex. Thank Karen. you so much. Well, thanks for playing that for me. It said she's hot. She's vegan. I know, it's so cool, isn't it? It does, it makes me smile. But welcome to Essex. Thank you very much. Do you it's pop over? Do you pop over to Essex a lot? Not very often, no, because no, it's quite far is from it? where I live. But no, oh. it's lovely to be here. But you popped on the train? Yes. Because normally you're flying, aren't you, around the world? And yes, a place in the sun is um, is your brilliant TV programme. And we're so lucky to have you here in the studio talking to us. Oh, no, thank you. Essex. Well, we've been trying to get to this to happen for ages, haven't we? I know. So it's great to finally be here, to actually be in the country yes. and available I know. when you've asked me to come along. So thank you. Because it is, you lead such a busy life and I'm so pleased that we get to hang out because we hang out at VegFest. Yeah. But that sometimes is a little bit, you know, flying around and you want to go shopping and I'm back on the stage and then, you know, somebody else needs Jasmine or talks to Jasmine and it's always a bit of a whirlwind. So it's nice to sit down and chill, find out about you, find out about your business venture that you're going on to as well and about your journey as well because I think it's about five years you've been vegan and it is my favourite subject, Essex. I know, it takes me about 30 seconds usually to mention it. It's 6.10 already and we're talking about <laughs> veganism already. Um, but I think it's about five years because you and I chatted about that time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's yeah, it's just over five years. It was not long after my daughter Joy was born. She's um, she's five now, so it was yeah, it's been amazing. I think I did the first ever Veganuary, yes. which was 2014. Yeah. Before it was a thing. Well, it was the first one. So that only three, I think it was 3,300 people took yep. part, and um, you know now it's like. 270,000 people it's taking crazy, part in the last isn't one. It? So I don't know, you know, how it's become so popular. I mean, the guys that run it, they're really dedicated. They're a, a great team of people. And I remember they called me. I don't know how we got talking about Veganuary. We're only in flipping September. But they called me. There was no website. And they just said, Karen, we've got this idea. And I thought, that sounds like a great idea. And, you know, we had weeks to sort of put it all together. But um, but you did that one, didn't you? I did, yeah. And it changed your life. Well, completely, yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, it changed my way of eating. But the thing about my perception of what being vegan actually means, it's not just food. It extends to everything. So it extends to um, your house, you know, for example, or your clothing and your cosmetics and everything. So I try and do as much as I can in keeping it all, keeping it all vegan. I love it, because that's exactly what I do. So I really do love it as well. But look, let's find out about you um, and your journey in life and everything, because we all know you as the presenter of A Place in the Sun. It's such a cool programme. Cool. It really I don't know, keeps I don't everybody... ever called The Place in the Sun cool. Well, it is. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Seeing the different properties, you know, hearing the values, you know, is the person going to go for it? What are they going to do? Yeah. And I heard, I think I read... I mean, you didn't start in TV, you started in radio. I did, that's, yes, that's I, very true. I also heard that you beat hundreds and hundreds of presenters for the gig in The Place in the Sun. 
Yes, I believe so. Well, when I started in radio, it was when I was actually living on the Algarve. And so I um, was marketing manager for a golf and health spa. And one of the one of the campaigns that I wanted to do was like a new year campaign, getting lots of new members coming in through the door. And so I went to our local radio station, which was Kiss FM Algarve, and I asked for an advert to be done half in English and then the same thing in Portuguese. And I wanted a female English voice. And they said, we haven't got anyone to do the voiceover. And I said, well, I'll do it if you give me a discount on the advertising rate. <laughs> DIY and, advertising, yeah. so do it I, yourself. I did the voiceover. Love said, it. Well, actually, we're looking for a female presenter for the English hour, which was um, every evening between, well, it was actually two hours, it was every evening between seven and nine. And so I started working there. My first show, I walked in, they said, right, this computer's got all the adverts on it. This computer's got all the songs on it. See you later, good luck. Oh, bit like Phoenix FM, <laughs> to be honest with you. So they threw you in it was a at real the deep end. Fire. And I, I did have a, quite a lot of dead air because I was like, oh, I don't know what No, yeah, oh was, my gosh. It was embarrassing. But That's so funny. So I, you, did I was you, there for three years. Three years. Mm. Did you think beforehand, I quite fancy being a radio presenter or did it just, you just had the opportunity and thought, Oh, yeah, I'll give it yeah, a go. I don't know. I'd never done anything in broadcast before. So it was my first sort of experience. And I got, I, I, you know, eventually after my dreadful first show, I got quite good at it. And so when I when I moved into television, it sort of, you know, it's not it's not the same, but there are some similarities. And it, it came very naturally to me. So you did your radio. Did you have a show like this where you play your favorite music you have guests coming in what what was your show like on radio it was well no we had a playlist so we had to stick to the playlist but um but there were times you know when i could use my own <laughs> my own <laughs> um choices like for example i remember one day you know when when um barry white died I decided to do like three, three from one. We, we used to do three from one artist, and I did Barry White, and you know things like that. You had a, there was a little bit of license, but actually no, it was mostly you had to do what was on the playlist to keep the listeners happy. And it's the same. Anyway, nobody would want to hear my favourite songs anyway. <laughs> well, we're going to play them later. Totally stuck in the eighties. Oh no, the, we um, love the eighties here on the House of Fun. Oh, that's, well, that's why good. it's called the House of Fun. I'm hoping one one week I might get Suggs coming in. Oh, that'd be exciting. Doing something. I do know a madness tribute bands and they're pretty good so that might be the closest that I get to them. Is the radio station still going? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Is it? Do they sort of say, oh, look at our Jasmine. Look know. how far she's come. She's this, you know, big star and she started here. Oh, I'm not a big star, but thank you. No, I don't know, actually. I, don't, I think the owner the owner has changed. So I don't think the person who owns it now... Oh, you drop them a line! ...knows me anymore. You should drop a line because you're in Portugal a lot. Yeah, I was in Portugal for four weeks this yeah. summer, so it's been really great. I love Portugal. We'll talk about that as well. So... You know, you started off in radio, you had fun, you enjoyed it. And then did you just open a newspaper and see, um, you know, an advert for We Want Presenters for a Place in the Sun? No, 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 it didn't happen like that. Uh, I, when I was in Portugal, I decided that I wanted to try something different. And I was thinking of going to move to Italy. But all my friends 
um, said to me, oh, no, you should go back to London. And I think we had a few margaritas that night and they were like, <laughs> yeah, you could be a TV presenter. Oh. And so I thought, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Another <laughs> margarita. <laughs> and, um, and so we went, yeah, so then the next day I woke up with a bit of a sore head, but I thought, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to do this. Really? And I decided I quit my job. I gave my notice and I decided to do it. And so whilst I was in Portugal, I made a pilot for a travel show. So I, I used all my mm -hmm. savings and I found a little TV production company to make me a showreel. And when I came back to London, I sent it off to the makers of A Place in the Sun. And I only ever sent out one tape. It was on VHS. That was how long oh, ago it was. Oh, gosh, I know, I know. So, yeah, I sent my yeah. tape out and they said, oh, we'd love to meet you. So I went the next day for a screen test. So you said, no, seriously, on. like, I just feel for all those actors and presenters out there that have a hundred things oh no don't pull that face jasmine they've got a hundred tapes now they don't but they send out thousands of emails please look at my show roll. you sent out one yeah only one <laughs> it was meant to be wasn't it it was so meant it's to be fate oh and you have made more a place in the sun programs than anybody yeah 15 years 15 years 50 odd shows um and you know just it's what what i find most rewarding about working on a place in the sun is for a lot of people it's a dream come true yeah and so helping them to make this huge life-changing decision and you know i cry practically every single episode when you know when i get to make a phone call to the agent make the offer negotiate the deal and when when you get you know a deal through oh the feeling is amazing so even now and i can see you're absolutely buzzing so even it's now amazing. it's how many people have you helped them buy a property well i oh, i don't know but 350 odd episodes and probably over the years i don't know more than half of them have bought properties it varies from one year it depends on the economic situation yeah. in the world at the time but yeah you know on average i, I reckon we get about 70 or so percent hit rate of people who, who actually buy. Does anyone keep in contact and just say, oh, look, you know, it's yeah, been five years yeah, and I just want to know. Do. Oh, that's so nice, it's really nice. isn't it? Yeah, it's really lovely. Sometimes we, you know, if we're in the same area, we'll go back and visit people and see what they've done with their place. And that's really nice. I actually keep thinking we should make a TV show about that. But Absolutely. going back to the people that have bought on the show and going back and revisiting them. Because the people that you've helped, they probably wouldn't have done it without you, would they? Without the programme? Well, some, some people might have done, but a lot of people come on the show and they say, oh, we've been thinking about this for a long time, or we've looked, but we haven't really found anything. And the, the way we do it, we have a whole team of researchers and producers and um, directors who are working behind the scenes constantly, you know, full time so if they find stuff that you wouldn't be able to find necessarily without putting in those hours and so we do, we do often come up with some really great properties really? because we leave no stone unturned and you know so it's so they're getting all that benefit yeah. all of that benefit that's so wonderful it's all there it's all it's all out there but people think you know oh we've been on holiday we spent an afternoon looking at properties we looked online we didn't really find anything much but you know we spend weeks researching mm. all the properties for them so we tend to be able to find build up a good relationship with the, the agents find stuff that maybe you know wouldn't be straight away obvious 
and yeah hopefully most of the time we get a good result that's lovely do you do you ever sort of have the situation where you know you think oh they really must buy this property it's absolutely perfect and then they don't go for it sometimes but not very often usually when it's somewhere really really perfect you know they do go for it and sometimes I say to people, look, you know, they, they start worrying, or they start panicking. And so we do everything we can to reassure them by putting, in, putting them in touch with someone independent who can advise them on the legal side of things, help them with their currency, you know, all of those sort of worries and niggles. But I've seen so many people do it now that, that you know, I, I know that it can be done and I know mm. that it can be smooth and it's a little bit of a leap of faith always. Yeah, of course. For anyone who's thinking of buying a property either abroad or, or at home. Um, so, but it's, it is really exciting. Have you ever seen somewhere and you think, oh, I quite fancy that one for myself? Yeah, I have a couple of times. <laughs> I have, there was, there was this one place, it was in, in France, called, in a place called La Lozère, and it had a river beach. Oh. Oh, it was on the property, it had a river beach, and it had a beautiful gîte and a beautiful house. Oh. And it was like two for the price of one, and I just didn't have the money anyway, so oh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. But, no. Uh, yeah. Oh. No, it was, I still think about that one. In fact, that's the one property that most people have come up to me and said, that one with the river beach. And I'm like, I know. Oh, <laughs> lovely. What was your most sort of memorable people coming onto the show or funniest oh, have you got anyone all that sorts I know. of completely mad people <laughs> that come on the show <laughs> but I okay one guy that sticks in my mind that was hilarious his, his name was Graham and you maybe didn't want to mention the name right. no he, he would like me to mention his name I am certain of that I hope he's listening he then. he had been on lots of TV programmes and he sort of quite liked the attention and so he came on A Place in the Sun and I don't know how he got through the net but I don't actually think he was genuinely serious about buying at all because just as it all came out over the week of filming you know I think he, he just wanted to be on telly and we don't get many of those most all of our buyers now are genuine buyers because mm. we have quite a strong vetting process but back then you know, he just wanted to be on telly and we, we you know, we took, we wanted to buy a karaoke bar. So we took him to a karaoke bar that was for sale with a flat upstairs and he got me up singing Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, I'm going to play that later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask Did me to sing, sing along. Did you sing it? Oh, on oh TV, that's I hilarious. On TV. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Oh, that's so um, funny. But no, it was, it was a good laugh and I actually saw him later after he'd been on A Place in the Sun. I saw him on, um, it was one of those, I think it was four weddings or one of those wedding shows and he had a naked wedding. Oh, no! Yeah, it wasn't an attention seeker at all. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, such a thing. What, were the guests naked? Everyone Just, was naked. Oh, not my cup of tea. I like to put something sparkly on. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, involving your vegan side of things as well, have you... You know, how do you find it when you are in other countries now? Are oh, they? Wow. I mean, the difference now compared to ten years ago, traveling before I was vegan when I was vegetarian. Even then, you know, you'd ask for a dish, you know, a soup, maybe something really straightforward. Um, can I have the vegetable soup, please? Is it vegetarian? Yes. And you come and it would have, you know, 
bits of chicken floating oh, in it because it had no. been made with chicken stock. Oh, and, you know, it was really, really That's difficult. my worst nightmare. But now, I mean, I can't believe the amazing difference in just a few years. If you say vegan, most people now understand what that means. And I think that's because, you know, throughout Europe, everybody has to be much more aware of um, allergens Absolutely, and ingredients, yeah. rightly so. And so it's it's become fantastic. And lots of places that you wouldn't even expect, you know, you go into a random restaurant in Spain and they actually have a vegan menu. It's amazing. Or they have a vegan section it's on amazing. the menu. Or they have a board with their vegan options up. Or you say, oh, have you got any, you know, vegan milk for the coffee and they do and so it's really changing i use the happy cow app as well everywhere i go which is brilliant um to find vegan options around the place but you know i've also become really good at, at looking at a menu and going right if i put that and that together yeah that take this that, off and, and yeah people are really accommodating yeah. i think it's improved it's become so much easier yeah did you, because you you said about being vegetarian you went vegetarian when you were about six or something That's right, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you've never, when, you know, all the times you've travelled with the place in the sun or travelled for your own, you know, t trips abroad or whatever, you've never, you've always wanted to avoid meat products. Yeah, I've, always, I've been vegetarian since childhood, so, and I've travelled a lot as a vegetarian and also now obviously as a vegan. But, like, the best places to go as a vegan, the Caribbean, you ask for the ITAL menu... And you'll get the Rastafarian dish. Oh, and every, I'm getting every restaurant. I know, so am I. What would it be? Oh, like well, you might have like a really nice roti, oh. which is a, like a wrap with potato and vegetables oh. and spices oh. inside. It's lovely. I'm making myself I want, hungry. Now. I want that. And then, and then if you go to Greece or Cyprus just before Greek Easter for that six weeks oh, Lent yes. period when everybody is... They all go vegan. They call it fasting, but they're yes. all vegan, pretty much. They're, I think they still eat some things, but mostly vegan. Most of the dishes are vegan. And you could, you'll, all, you'll go into any restaurant and you'll say, can I have the nistissima, it's called. Is um, it? Is the nistissima dish. Nistissima. It's the Lent, Lenten food. And um, that will, you, you'll just, it will just blow you away. The amount of, you know, they don't even call it vegan, but they know how to make really great vegan food. During I during love Lent, that. that is fantastic, isn't it? So, you know what we like to talk about here on the House of Fun, um, you know, and at Veg Fest, which we're fans of as well, is that it is it's really getting easier and easier to be plant based, to go vegan. The options are there, you know. Obviously, you know we hear that London is the vegan capital of the world. You know, I, I can't quite believe it because 25 years ago, you know, there was a few places dotted around and they closed down. And, you know, I used to drive to Brighton to try and get a bite to eat. But I'm, I'm wondering if London has influenced all of these other places, if they're kind of looking to see what London's doing and incorporating it in their own countries. I don't know, or they've come to their own conclusion. Yeah, I think there's, you know, I think that there is a huge movement towards um, plant-based eating. It's and I think it's happening everywhere. You can go to yeah. a remote village in Portugal and you can find a little vegan yeah. place to eat. You know, so I think... I think it's just happening all over the place uh. and people are becoming more conscious and more aware of um, 
the reason, the great reasons for becoming vegan, which are many. Mm, absolutely. Well, look, I'm going to play another track, and this one is for you, Jasmine Harman. Oh gosh, what is A it? A little bit of George Michael. Oh, and my Faith. favorite. And then I'm. We'll play some more music. We're going to hear from Fia later. We might even hear from Kate and Mick who are in the house as well. They are filming, my lovely listener, they are filming this evening for a very exciting film. They've come all the way from Australia, so I'm absolutely buzzing to see them again. I think we'll play some more music. I want to find out more about eating abroad and going abroad and find out about your vegan journey. And I want to find out about this new exciting business venture that you've joined in, Jasmine, called The Brook. Does that sound like a good plan of action? That sounds fantastic. Fantastic. You listen to me, Karen Ridges, on the House of Fun with my incredible guest, the wonderful Jasmine Harmon, TV star and ledge, vegan ledge. She's like, oh, Karen, shut up from a place in the sun. <laughs> it's nearly 6.30. And as always, the weekend can start here with me, Karen Ridges, here on Phoenix FM. <laughs> I guess it would be nice If I could touch your body I know not everybody Has got a body like you mm-hmm. But I gotta think twice Before I give my heart away And I know all the games you play Because I play them too
going back to old school club classics this evening with me, Karen Ridges here on the House of Fun on Phoenix FM. It is 6.36 already on this really sunny evening. I am so happy. It feels like the summer has come back just for the weekend. Um, brilliant guests, huge round of applause to the wonderful Jasmine Harmon, who is in the house already, and some really exciting people that I'm going to tell you about as well a little bit later. I'm going to play some music. And there is a reason why I'm going to play this next one. This is the brilliant Adamski. Now, Adamski and I have been chatting and a few years ago, he decided that he would like to be vegan and he asked me for my help and I readily, readily agreed and then I never heard from him again. So I just assumed maybe he's going to find his own way and he did. And we've been chatting again recently and he is loving being vegan. So I am really, really excited to hear that. And I'm hoping, fingers and toes crossed, he might be coming to the next Veg Fest at London Olympia at the end of October as well. Um, great music, lots of chat. If you want to send me an email, remember it is radio at phoenixfm.com or find me on Twitter as well. Ha <laughs> ha 
there's a Dembski featuring Seal and Killer. Love that track. Just love the old school club classics that you and I get to play every Friday while we hang out, maybe have a glass of organic vegan red wine, get a takeaway. I don't know, I'm feeling, do you feeling like Indian food tonight or do you, are you feeling, I'm talking to you, my lovely I, listener, I, I, I'm talking I, to the guests. I I'm talking to are everybody. Are you offering me a takeaway? Well, I might do it later. If you play your cards you right. You, you know how to win me over. <laughs> well, I do. I'm feeling, could it be Chinese food? Could it? Because everything can be vegan friendly. I mean, I that's, tell you that's what, the one I should have thing. brought you, I should have brought some of our food along, shouldn't I? You should have. Well, I have tried it Save recently. your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lovely Thea, who let's give a huge welcome to, because I know she loves talking on the mic, don't you, Thea? Talk right into that microphone, because everybody wants favorite. to hear you. It is your favourite, apart from cooking and all the other wonderful things. Um, that you do. But your food is great. Let, let, you know, we can talk about that now. I want to find out more about Jasmine Harmon as well and how you two got together. Um, We're not a couple, by the way. Well, <laughs> We're just business partners. Business partners <laughs> and friends. And friends, of course. And uh, do, the food you make at the brook, I mean, it's all obviously plant-based. It's making lives easier for people because we all lead busy lives. That's right. I mean, I, I started off as a customer actually, because there was a restaurant uh, initially and a music venue and the food was just amazing. And um, because both myself and my husband travel an awful lot, when Thea mentioned about doing the ready meals, I was like, yeah. I need a piece of that because, you know, it's really boring cooking for one. So if you can have really nice, delicious food in, yeah. you know, moments, because it's all made for you, and that's much nicer. And that's where that's where Thea has become oh, so Thea. valuable in my life. You're my, you're my new BFF. You're Jasmine's BFF. <laughs> we love you because you know we do. We lead busy lives now. Everybody does. And I've got people that have come to me and said, "Look, I really want to be plant based. I want to go vegan, but I'm so busy." And I mean, I don't quite get it. You know, because you know, if you're looking at your health, you've got to invest time into your health and your food. And I find it really exciting finding new vegan options and plant-based options. So I sort of understand, but you have to put some time and effort into it. But it's people like you that are making our lives really easy. What I love about the brook as well is, because we were talking about this earlier, plastic. Oh, honestly, it's just yeah. doing my head in. And your products, they come in this lovely, like, is it bamboo or something? I don't know now. It's poplar wood. Is it? Yeah. That is it's, just it's fabulous. Yeah. And and you can keep the little dishes afterwards, can't you? Yeah, we've got really, um, we've got a few cute customers, actually, who yeah. send us pictures of what they're doing with the pots afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah, so some people bake a cake. Um, I've got people who are growing seeds before they plant them in the garden. So we, we get a little progress update on how the plants are going. Oh, you know, I was saying earlier, you know, just now, a really fancy takeaway, and I've looked up the, the brook, the website. I've, I saw it ages ago anyway. And I'm looking at this food now, and my tummy is absolutely rumbling. I love trying some of the products. I've tried this, I think you sent me six very kindly to try. The seafood stew. Yeah, that's I was like, I this is a vegan seafood stew. Is there anything that is not vegan now? There's nothing, is there? Everything can be made it's vegan friendly. It's getting there. Friendly. Everything can be made vegan friendly, yeah. That's One fantastic. at a time, we're getting there. So do you, I've, do I've had so many conversations about how uh, seafood stew can be vegan. Yeah. I literally, I, we did a, a 
an event of over five days where I think I just repeated that conversation <laughs> about every two minutes. Yeah. But how could it be seafood if it's vegan? And I had to keep saying, because plants come from the sea too. Love it. And you know, people have this light bulb moment and they suddenly realize, oh, yeah, plant-based food doesn't just need to grow in the ground. It actually comes from the sea too and it picks up all the same flavors of the seawater and you put it into dishes and it tastes like seafood. That is wonderful. You've got some great dishes here. Did you create all of these yourself? Did you come up with the ideas? Has Jasmine put any ideas forward and you've said, oh no, Jasmine, <laughs> that's not going to work? Well, no, the thing that, that appealed to me always about the Brooks food is that it is the so same sort of food that I like cooking. Yes. So, you know, just really lovely, hearty, traditional dishes that you can, that anyone can eat, that it's not specifically you don't have to be vegan to enjoy them mm. you know if, if you try the, the mushroom bolognese anyone will love that everyone would love you know, it yeah. or, or the coconut dal or you know th these are the kind of foods that I like to cook myself and my family and so on those occasions where I'm too tired to cook or I'm too busy I haven't got enough time or I'm just feeling lazy then that's my option that's a, an amazing go-to option to be able to just have it there mm. on and a you plate. don't even need to tell anyone no, exactly. You don't even need to tell them you didn't cook it. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is something I just rustled up, you know, a seafood stew that's all vegan. I just invented it myself. Absolutely. My secret will come out. I think, I think it's great that there are more and more vegan options in the supermarkets. You know, that's wonderful. I just don't like that most of them are in plastic, so that does get me down. But some of them you can, you can tell, can't you? It's great. That's wonderful that they're there. But you can kind of tell that they're very processed they've made a million of these and you know there's no love in it perhaps you know that's still great that's fine but when I tried your dishes you are quite right it felt as though someone's made this and it tastes really good and uh, I just could feel more love in it if yeah. that makes sense and I think it helps because we've come from running the restaurant so yes it was, yeah. we've spent five years in that environment putting food directly onto a customer's table mm. there's no wiggle room there if if you're not getting it right yeah you see their face so you see whether they eat it or not so you had jasmine coming in every night trying <laughs> food having a dish listen i like this. my food oh god i, I do food, so. i do i think i'm a, a big foodie and i said that to someone the other week and when i said that i had rice and pea sandwiches they just said i could not possibly be a foodie because <laughs> i like rice and pea sandwiches with mayonnaise what, as in, like, just petit pois, garden peas, or what kind yeah, of peas? Like or regular. rice and peas, like Caribbean rice and peas? Rice and peas, like regular rice with some green peas in there. Oh, that's it's an interesting one. <laughs> oh, no, come on! Coming soon to the Brook menu. I'll tell you what, yeah. Can we no. do that? Karen's specials with the Brook. My other one, and I'll give you a tip. Please don't laugh, Jasmine. <laughs> I will give you a tip. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not a foodie. Honestly, oh! <laughs> my other one, right? If you laugh, honestly, you're not going to be in my club. It oh, is no, it gonna be? my very famous mashed potato sandwiches. No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, I grew up on them. There's a theme here. Your 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 sandwich filling choices are oh, very carbohydrate. <laughs> Jasmine's literally cried her makeup off. I'm wearing my soul. Look, you have chip sandwiches, don't you? You have a spaghetti sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I have my penne. <laughs> my penne toasties, no, I don't. 
<laughs> I'm going to really have the giggles oh, now. Oh, my gosh. Look, you haven't <laughs> lived if you haven't had a mashed potato sandwich. No, that's just yeah, weird. That weird. You're, look, you're giving vegans a bad day. <laughs> I can. I've been vegan 25 years. I can do what I want. We'll send you lots more meals. Don't worry. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll save you, Karen, look, from yourself. <laughs> I like a mashed potato sandwich and you can dip it in brown sauce or mayonnaise. What's wrong oh, with that food? They're all shaking their heads, my listener. I don't know what's going on. I'm telling my secret. Listen, listen. I, I might play a track. We shouldn't knock it before we've tried it, right? <laughs> Next time you're in, I'm going to bring in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> everybody has a chip butty, don't they? They you yes. have it. You have your bread. You put some butter on it, probably. You know, Flora's now completely vegan. They mm-hmm. whole they've taken the milk out of everything. They must be onto. They know something. Um, so you've got your nice bread, and then you lay some chips there. They can be from the fish and chip shop. If you say, are oh, they cooked separately? You know, and you have to, you know, obviously believe them if they say yes. Yeah. But, you know, go and inspect them if you want to and make sure the oil's not the same. I only have about one that I, that I trust. And then there you, you you will have a chip sandwich. So yeah. what is wrong with the mashed potato sandwich? No, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to definitely go and try it. Are you going to try it? I want it on your Instagram. Here's Jasmine Harmon and a mashed potato sandwich with thanks carb to loading. Karen. Yes, carb <laughs> Then she'll be then in the gym. In <laughs> so you're not going to offer that as an option, Thea? Um, I don't think so, no. <laughs> but I'm really grateful for your input. <laughs> I don't quite believe you. What's your favourite dish that you have cooked for the brook? Oh. It's got to be... Ever? Yes. Or that's in the range now? In the range now. See, we've got oh, cakes now about to come oh, out. Oh, cakes. Wow, <gasps> which is making Did you really seriously nice. come here and not bring vegan I know, cakes? we should have done. I think oh. it's... Such a fair one. God, I am a bit sad now. No, we'll send you some vegan cakes. I mean, they are still sticky toffee pudding. (gasps) Shut up! Is that your favourite? See, my favourite is the courgette and cardamom cake, which sounds weird. It sounds almost as weird as a mashed potato sandwich. (laughs) But believe me, it is the bomb. It's my favourite cake. We're just so down and cool with it. What was it again? A courgette Courgette and and cardamom cake. And it counts as one of your five a day. No, and it's in a cake. (laughs) It's practically a salad. That is amazing. That is really cool. What does a courgette taste like in a... In a cake. It just, that is weirder than a mashed potato well, sandwich. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you have carrot cake. Yes, you do. You know, people are used to having vegetables and cake. Have you never yes. had a courgette cake? No. They've always been my favourite. I've had a beetroot cake. Well, there you go. That's even weirder. Is it? So, yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard Amanda Holden actually say that her favourite is a carrot cake. So I think we should send Amanda Holden... A courgette um, cake. A courgette cake. <laughs> yes, let's do it. It's your yeah. favourite. Yeah, because yeah. I think she's veg- veggie or vegan as well. Now, everyone, I mean, this is the thing of what we were saying earlier, that, you know, these top core people are going vegan and they're inspiring other people to go vegan. Obviously, like Jasmine. Yeah, because I'm so got, cool. Well, you are cool. You're, <laughs> you're down with it, as we said. Yeah. But you've got, like, Simon Cow. 
Yeah, you know, that's and right. I think and he's really cool holder. as well. Well, he is. He's, he's, he's a, I like him. He's a good guy. He says, says what it is, doesn't he? But all these people are going vegan. I, if I was you, I'd be sending them all my little, you know, your, your little seafood stew pots. Yeah, we do. We need to send them little parcels. Yeah, and just say, what, what do you think about this? Kate Nash used to come into the restaurant. Yeah. I always used to get a bit starstruck when Kate Nash popped in. Lovely. Who else? Did you have anyone else? Jasmine Harbour was in every day. (laughs) Really beautiful. Well, it really helps that um, Thea's restaurant was like a five-minute walk from my house. Oh, no. You're supposed to say you travelled miles. Yeah. (laughs) It it was part of the reason why we bought the house, actually. Shut up. Because we saw the brook and we thought, this place is so great and it's really up and coming and really cool and we're going to... We're going to, you know, be able to come here whenever we want. So that, that was lovely. Yeah. We had a few people come in actually and, and tell us that they came in for coffee while they were waiting to do their house viewing, and then they thought, yeah, this is the kind of place that's it's getting somewhere. It's becoming cool. So there really is a property theme going on, isn't there? A place oh. in the sun and the brook. And but so before I'd even been into the brook and before I'd met Thea, she had already had uh, an influence on my life you know, in our decision of where to buy the house. And, you know, I think from now, going forward, working together on the ready meals and the uh, and, all, and all the lovely cakes and everything else, you know, there's, there's just no looking back, I think. Oh, that is lovely. What are the plans then? What are you aiming to do with the brook? Are you allowed to Mass sell some? Domination. <laughs> well, fair enough, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so we want we basically want to get in front of in as many people as possible. That was the idea with launching the ready meals yeah. after having the restaurant. Yeah, we had so many people constantly saying to us, "If you my, were my chef at home, if you cooked for me at home, yeah. I would eat more plant-based food." Yes, or people who couldn't travel to the restaurant. Who no, said, funny. I've got to say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no one's ever said that to me that they would go well, vegan if I cooked <laughs> their food. I, I just well, I, I wonder can't, why. Can't imagine <laughs> why. Absolutely, can't imagine why that would happen. And do you know what, John, my husband, now yeah. he's been vegetarian for about a year and a half. Um, but when we went, when we first went to the Brook, we went to a supper club there, and it was you know all vegan, lovely food. And he said, well, if you cook like this at home, then I wouldn't mind being vegan or vegetarian. And yeah. so he said exactly the same thing. And. Um, yeah. And we'd always, yeah, we'd always have people who couldn't travel to us who'd say, can you open a brook near me and then mm. I'll eat more plant-based food. So that's really where the idea came from. We thought, well, let's you know, create a product that we can send to people mm. or they can buy in their local shop and then they can have us as their personal chefs at home. Mm. Mm. I don't know if you told me what your favourite one was and I'm looking at this, I really am, my tummy is rumbling. So the one I eat the most often is our yeah. chilli. Is it? Mm. I love the chilli and it's also just, it's so packed with protein, with lentils and beans. Yeah. I have it for lunch nearly every day. I like your mac and cheese. Mm, the mac and cheese is good, actually. <gasps> yeah, that was a good, good. Yes. comfort food. Yeah. Because my listener is probably thinking, you know, the, these, you know, because we're driving around Essex, you know, listening online or whatever. And we do thank you for joining us this evening, no matter where you are. Um, and they're thinking, but how can it be vegan? How can you have a vegan mac and cheese? Well, that's, yeah, I think that's, it's kind of why we exist is to show people just what you can eat plant-based because, you know, when I went vegan three and a half years ago, 
And I just thought I'd condemn myself to a life of butternut squash and tomato <laughs> and maybe the odd bit of quinoa if I was lucky. <laughs> you, know, you go, every, every pub had the same menu. Yeah. Convenient choices in supermarkets were all the same. Chickpea and spinach curry, mm. you know. And we, you know, we really want to show people that you can still cook with red wine and garlic and cream and butter. You just get all the plant-based versions of it. Absolutely. And you can still build those layers into food mm. and actually create dishes that suit a completely traditional palate. Mm. So if you want to eat more plant-based food but not change what you're used to eating and what your brain likes to receive as food you can do it. Mm. You just have to switch out the right ingredients. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back, you know, back in the day, I mean, I've been vegan, I think, for going on for 25 years, and I just got used to not having an option. And to me, really, to be honest, it didn't matter. It did, but it didn't, because I just really knew I had to be vegan no matter what, if there wasn't, you know, you know, there's nothing to eat. Well, I'll grab a banana. I mean, I'm not going to start. Or a mashed potato sandwich. Or a mashed potato sandwich. Wrap. I, I used to wrap them up in foil and take them to work. <laughs> yeah. So have you got a special recipe for your mashed potato? Because obviously, what type of milk and butter do you use in it? Well, I used to use pure. Mm. And now we've, we use flora a fair bit, but um, a little bit of Himalayan pink rock salt. Yum. Touch, just yeah. a touch. Um, sometimes I go crazy and I add in some grated cheese. Mm. Sometimes I don't. I just want to feel the love of the potato. <laughs> and then, yeah, it really is all about you can dip it in the brown sauce on the side. And you don't, still don't look impressed. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just wondering because I'm, when I make mashed potato, I make amazing mashed potatoes. My mashed potato, but you know we what? We should have a mashed potato. Oh, off. we should. <laughs> but do you peel the potatoes? I do, yeah. I don't. You don't? No, I'm don't. lazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I scrub. Because the goodness, according to Chris mm. Evans, the goodness is in it's a in potato skin. skin. Yeah. And because I'm lazy. Yeah. yeah, I like my mashed potato really creamy though. Yeah, I do. You know what? But I really it's... fancy mashed potato now. This oh. is just terrible. <laughs> and curry. Mashed, mashed potato, potato and curry. curry. I'd, I'd do that. <laughs> I, I would do that. We're creating, as long we're as it's creating all these weird and wonderful new <laughs> vegan dishes. I'm going to see them up there. If there is, I want commission. Seriously. What's the, I'm, I'm thinking of like, for me, traveling, the most unusual vegan dish that I've been offered. Oh, what and was it? We went to a restaurant, particularly, and it was in the Cape Verde Islands in Sal, on the island of Sal. And um, we went to this particular restaurant for lunch because it said there were vegan options. And um, so I turned up, I said, oh, I'll have the vegan platter, thank you, lovely. Lovely. And so when my dish came, it was on a white plate, and it was white rice with boiled white potatoes some boiled cauliflower. Oh, no. And the best bit was a peeled banana on the side of the plate. Oh, that's... that was the vegan platter. I had the audacity. There was nothing like green or red or... No. Everything was white on a white plate. Oh, how did you feel? Did your heart just sink or did you just eat I actually thought it was quite funny and quite beautiful because it was really white. But it was, yeah, very lacking in taste. Oh, no. And when people say, you know, vegan food is bland, that's what comes <laughs> yeah. into my mind. At times we agree in <laughs> certain situations. I remember years ago when I, when I was working in a, a private Swiss bank, actually, in my past, and we, I, they flew me to Switzerland. 
And I tried to explain to the hotel that, you know, I'm a vegan and, you know, you've got this little buffet, I can't eat anything. You know, could I have some vegetables, maybe some tomatoes or some mushrooms, you know, and then maybe a piece of toast. And they came out with a big bowl of purple cabbage. I can't think what else. And it was all like stewed, um, but weird vegetables that you would enjoy for your dinner. But this was at 6.30 in the morning. And I thought, how? And then they tried to charge me and I was just like, no, I'm not having that. You cannot eat a big bowl of cabbage at 6.30 in the morning. That's such a common misconception, though, is that people think that when you want to eat plant-based foods... You want to eat time, just plants. You just want to eat the taste of vegetables yeah. all day long. Yeah. Um, I love vegetables. I'm yeah, the biggest vegetable too, fan. Yeah. Apart from celery. Oh, what? No, oh, celery love, love needs celery. to be sent to room 101. Oh, no, I love celery. <laughs> no, I it's, love it's it. evil. And actually, when I went to Portugal, I went on a little press trip a few years ago. Lovely lady, Gabriella Lerner, I hope you're listening. Um, and I met a, a, a lovely lady who was on the trip as well um, called Karen. And we both realised we had the massive love of the hate of celery. And there are <laughs> Facebook groups. There are called support I groups. Hate celery. Called I Hate Celery. <laughs> and it is a thing if you really... Because oh, I just hate it. Have you got celery in any of your dishes at the brook? We don't at the moment. Yay! Actually. You're safe. I'm safe. safe. It is a thing, though. Celery is quite shocking. Have you been served something and you just thought, what? What has this person given I me? Did, at the beginning of this year, I was in Japan for three weeks, which was really tough, actually. Was it? it was I really thought that would be tough. good because all clean eating and no, they use sushi, um, fish flakes, and oh. they, a lot of their broths are bone broth. Oh, so oh. it's really like the go-to. So all, it's like you say, the veggie dishes are still yeah. made with fish and meat. Um, so I ate a lot of noodles with plain vegetables for three weeks. <laughs> Which I love, but after three weeks. After three yeah, weeks. Did you not, we got what, what? really excited about two weeks in because yeah. we saw the vegan burger option at a burger joint. So we're walking through, I think it was a train station, and it's, it was a big sign that said, we have vegan options. And so we went to the counter and said, I'll have two of the vegan burgers, please. And then we waited, and they came all like wrapped up in the paper, and we opened it, and it was literally the bun with the, the lettuce and the tomato and the sauce. Oh, no. no. And an air. Oh. <laughs> the air burger. Oh, the air burger. Oh, that is, that is just crazy. Just That's that the vegan option. We just really needed something and we were just so disheartened. But that, that is like a joke, isn't it? You know, you take a picture, this is the vegan. But I'm seriously, my tummy is rumbling now. I just think that's utterly hilarious. Um, love the products that you're doing. I'm looking at them again now thinking, I didn't try that one, so I might try There's that one. There's a few one. more about to hit the website as well. Is there really? Yeah, in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. The cakes will be on there and lots of new dishes. Oh, lovely. Well, look, before my tummy rumbles and we talk more about... Um, plant-based options and mashed potato sandwiches. I think, let's go back to a little bit of some 80s and 70s music. Thea, you've still got to pick your favourite tracks. I know. We haven't heard. We've had one from Jasmine. Jasmine's got to pick a couple. And we are, as a special thank you to the wonderful Mick and Kate, we are going to play some Australian bands as well this evening. Um, I hope you're having a great time. I am, as always, here on the hot seat on a Friday evening at the House of Fun. Thank you for listening. I hope your Friday is going fantastically. And now I'm going to go over to the man I should have married. And here we have the jam and start.
Karen Ridges, inviting you to join me for the House of Fun this and every Friday evening from 6pm for two hours of great music, lively chat and some awesome guests. We're across Brentwood, Billericay and surrounding areas on 98FM and online to the world at phoenixfm.com. Join me, Karen Ridges, for the House of Fun, Friday at 6pm here on Phoenix FM. All veils and misty, streets are blue. Almond looks, that chill divine. A soft silken moment.
We are really trying to watch what we are buying As long as we are able, we will read every label We want to know what's in every packet and each tin Before we hit the streets, we're checking out the ease We like to plant and grow, then we reap what we sow In order not to panic, we try to eat organic We don't think we're perfect, but we think we're worth it We like nice food that's memorable, not bad food that's chemical love that track and I am so honoured that I get to play it for you my lovely listener that is the gorgeous Benjamin Zephaniah 
What a ledge. Benjamin, when are you coming on my show? You did say that you would. Benjamin and I go back a fair way because I used to organise vegan festivals just down the road in the Brentwood School. And that was a time before social media. <laughs> I had to put in the hard work to get the bums on seats. But I tell you what, my events were flipping popular. And someone is talking to me and saying that they would like me to organise another event. If I can fit it in, I will. And I will let you know as soon as I possibly can. I've got the best guests ever in the house with me this evening. I am buzzing. We've got Thea the Brook, who is vegan chef and much more extraordinaire. We have got... Jasmine Harmon, a place in the sun, cool presenter who has travelled the world and is sharing her hot tips and secrets with us. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> She's got a terrible <laughs> mind, Jasmine Harmon has. And we've got Mick and Kate as well, who are filming us. It is all go. Mick and Kate, I hope you might fancy a little bit of a chat live on air as well. We're here. You're here from Australia. Australia. We arrived today. Did I sound Australian? That was Austra pretty good. Was it? Yeah. It was I can't say good. anything else. Can you do an Australian accent, Jasmine Harmon? I can say Australia. Australia. Pretty what, good. Ask me a question, I'll see if I can answer in an Australian accent. I um, have been to Australia a few times, so... Uh, you know. uh, what yeah. should we ask? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything to ask. You can't think do of anything to what, ask. Do you like Australia? I love Australia, mate. Oh, that was that pretty was good. good. That was really, I mean, it's really, we're a colony, right? So really our accents come from here anyway. Australia, I mean, that's all I can yeah, do. You know, can you do an English accent, Mick? Oh, I don't think so. No, you can't. <laughs> I am so happy to see you both again. I am so... Because we met um, lovely Katrina Fox introduced us, That's she? right, yeah. And I thought, I love you guys. And I had the absolute pleasure of working with you on the utterly brilliant film Kangaroo. And I know you're not in the kangaroo... Well, we still are. You no. are, you are. You're still we've working just come on from, it. We've just come from Brussels. It's never, it's never going to stop, is it, no, really, until I mean, you get the results that we need for the kangaroos? Because thanks. here in the UK, we're oblivious. We all think mm. that Australia loves kangaroos. I don't know if you want to talk so much about no, it. No, I can briefly touch on it yeah. because, yes, well, first of all, thank you for having us on. And, oh, my and pleasure. I'm you. so happy to see you it's again. It's been wonderful to listen to you guys talk about plant-based living and... As, uh, but yes, so we're we're here in the UK filming for our next film. But before I talk about that, I'll just mention Kangaroo. That's how we met. You wearing your other hat as a fabulous PR um, extraordinaire person um, helped us release Kangaroo mm. into in, the UK audience. And uh, people were shocked when they saw it because Kangaroo is a feature documentary exposing the treatment of kangaroos in Australia. And unfortunately, yeah, that the kangaroo is uh, commercially killed in Australia and exported to the UK and the rest of Europe. In fact, Europe is the largest uh, market of, for kangaroo meat. So most people look at you with horror when you say that. So yeah, we were in the Brussels yesterday talking to the EU about that very subject because basically the kangaroo populations are in decline, much to the opposite to what the Australian government is telling us. Uh, so yes, that's what that was. That film was all about and there's, there's a lot of work to be done. But basically to your listeners, if you see kangaroo products on the shelves, don't touch it because they are wild animals and you are contributing to the decline of the population. So 
Mm. And it is. I mean, the film, the film was fantastic. I felt very blessed to have the time to work with you. Uh, we had the film showing in London, which was the best film showing that you've you've actually ever done, wasn't it? It was better than New York, so that's what I was very happy with. <laughs> Sorry, New York, but it's true. We had do, a do wonderful the list, time. Do the listeners know how fantastic you are in your PR? <laughs> do, do they? I, I wonder whether you wear that hat in your radio no, show. No, not at all. Well, you're, Karen is a fabulous publicist. Oh, so pleasure. Anyone, oh, anyone who needs a publicist to do oh. any sort of PR or media, she is your but it's only when I really love the people and I think the law of attraction brings me the best people ever to work with so what an honour to work with Kangaroo and there's so much more that that I would love to do and and we'd love to do but you're focusing on this film now and how lucky we're in it oh my god I'm so excited let me set the scene we've got three cameras here in the studio there's lights and there's microphones and yeah we're all being filmed unfortunately it's not live so you can't see us but uh, but we keep the listener up to date yes Put it on social media. Put it on we social could, media, we could. Yes. we could do it. We could do it behind the scenes today. But we are here uh, in the UK producing our new film and it's on plant-based living and uh, we thank you for everyone here participating in it. Um, it's a TV series and we are filming six episodes in six different countries. Um, so what are the six countries that you've gone well, for? Well, we've just wrapped uh, America and Germany. And we've Were just... They fabulous? Today, you are the first... Wow interviews we're doing in the UK. So oh, you guys are the first uh, participants. Gosh, and we the... will be the best. <laughs> that no is doubt. the thing. For no sure. Uh, and the show is called Eating Plants, uh, Eating Plants, and you can find us on social media, eatingplants.tv. Uh, it's not going to come out till mid-2020, but I'm sure you will keep your listeners uh, <laughs> up to date on uh, what's going to happen. Um, of course. But, yeah, no, we're... we're we're very excited and, and uh, we are learning lots about the eating plant, uh, you know, sphere and we look forward to sharing that with the people who That's watch the show. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So say the countries again. You've just come back from where? We've just wrapped the US and Germany. Yeah. Uh, we just started today in the UK and Ooh. then from the UK we go to Israel, wow. uh, then China. Gosh. And then we finish back home in Oz. Wow. Oh, so, yeah. Jasmine's thinking that's just, you know, all the countries she's went to last week or something. No, well, no. We, we've never done some of those countries um, on a place in the sun. We tend to stick to yes. European destinations Europe, most yeah. of the time. Um, but no, it sounds like you'll be... Uh, You'll be <laughs> getting around the block a few times, oh, won't you? Well, I, I'm really excited to hear about yeah. China because yeah. I hear, and I know this is vegan overload, my lovely listener, this evening, but it has to be done from time to time because it is the best decision you will ever make. I hear that there's 100 million vegans in China. Seriously? Well, yeah? Well, I, the China came to us um, when we toured Kangaroo in China. We had a seven-city screening um, tour of yeah. China and it changed my life. I I was so, so blown away by the plant-based community in China that... Really? Yeah, it was extraordinary. And, and what I learned was that China is basically a vegetarian country and so becoming plant-based is not such a big deal for them. Is that, uh, they, they don't overload on the dairy? No, they, they have a tradition of, of, of no dairy at all. So it's, uh, so the plant-based community in China, you know, we're very excited to share that with, with the people so who watch exciting, the show. And, and we've got lots of amazing chefs and people in that sphere. And, and uh, so, yeah, and 
when you say 100 million, we always look at it, it could be 1%, right? Could yeah, be 1% of, course, of China yeah. is 100 million, whereas 1% yeah. of the UK is not many. So, yeah. But uh, no, we're excited to go back to China and, and share that part of their culture. That is fantastic. Mm. So you're looking forward to the China part more than the other countries? Oh, no, not at all. No, but that in particular, I think, no, not at all. I think we're all, uh, I've never been to Israel, so I'm really excited about Israel. I mean, Israel, I hear, is is pretty fabulous, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, Pia's saying, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I hear, because there is a vegan festival and they invited me over and I didn't go in the end, but... um, I think it's a pretty cool place for vegans, very, yeah. uh, you know, it's everywhere. And then we're excited to share Australia because Australia's yes. got some great things going on in the plant-based world too, so. Yeah. What's it like, though, typically then for you in Australia? Is it as happening as the capital, the vegan capital of the world, London? <laughs> I think Berlin might have something to say. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> There's a we bit of a competition <laughs> here in the UK. You know, here in Essex, <laughs> we just been. We're better here in Essex. There's a competition: is Colchester or Southend the vegan capital of Essex? But now we've got the vegan capital of the world. I feel that London should win. I yeah. do. There we go. Well, maybe maybe that's an interesting uh, competition for people around yeah. the world. Yeah, I've been on this one. Yeah, so I I've been recently to Berlin to try and I test really this theory. Go. Yes, what did and, you think? And my my thought process is, so I think they have more vegan options, but really? we have better vegan options. <gasps> oh, so that means interesting. We top it. Mm. So yes. it's quality, interesting. not quantity. I like it because we just spent two glorious weeks in Berlin and yeah. we just ate like kings and queens but and now but you're in London interesting so now, yes, now so you just in. arrived see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask us in two weeks right yes, exactly. <laughs> see I think what I mean I think you're such lovely people and what I was so impressed with when we were working on kangaroo you do, you know I get tired in the morning I don't know about Jasmine because oh, she's always person. I'm never I'm absolutely I'm, useless I'm, in the morning I can't I feel like I'm dying sometimes in the morning I just feel I cannot function but there you are. You're in. You're in. Where was it? In Spain, and then the next day you were there, over in wherever in else in Europe, and then the next day you were somewhere else, and you were up and bubbly in the film premiere. And I just thought, my gosh, I wish I was like Mick and Kate, because I can't even get out of bed. What are you laughing at? And but no, no you were I, in Brussels I, I, this it's morning. Good, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. You make the most of coming over all the way from Australia. We do. We 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 seize the moment. <laughs> can't pay DM. I can't actually yeah. imagine. Can you imagine Karen knowing her exuberant <laughs> yes. personality waking up in the morning like, you know, feeling like death? I can't actually picture no, that. I no. Can't Seriously. No, you're so bubbly and bright all the time, but maybe that's why you do a late evening yes, radio show. <laughs> not the breakfast show for me. No, it takes me a while to warm up. And, um, yeah, get going in the morning. <laughs> oh, no. But that's fantastic. I'm so thankful to be a little part of the um, UK episode. It will obviously be the best, and I will be telling everybody to tune in as well. But I'll be telling everyone to be tuning in to all of the, the programmes as well. Anything else you want to share with my lovely listener? No, just it's a pleasure working with you again and, and uh, fabulous to be here filming. We, I would love to set the scene for your listeners what's going on in here. It's, it's fabulous. It looks like, a, you know, we're, we're creating magic, which we are. Yeah, well, 
you are anyway. So what else is, can you tell anything about what you're going to go on to or we want to keep that secret? They've got to keep a little bit of suspense. Yes, absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. Well, I'm just thrilled to be part of it and I'm really thankful for you both coming in. And if you, if you want to know more, my lovely listener, we will put... All the listen, uh, all the links on the listen again link as well on phoenixfm.com. I'm feeling let's go over and play a little bit of some Australian music, and then I am hoping that Jasmine and Thea might want a little bit more of a chat in a while. Does that sound like a good? Sounds good. And if any listeners want to if ask any, us questions. Yeah then head over to Instagram and find, and put something on there because I've put a little post up asking for any questions you'd like us to answer live on air. We, we're, we're kind keep of like... Keep it clean, keep it clean. No, we don't mind, but we <laughs> might not read them out, but you can if you've got a question for Jasmine Harmon, TV star, Thea, vegan cook extraordinaire, even the film crew, even for me, think of us as your agony aunts. We are here <laughs> to help you. But in tribute to the wonderful um, team, we are going to fill the love of some Australian artists. Let's go over to Minute Work and Down Under. You're listening to me, Karen Ridges, here on the House of Fun on Phoenix FM. <laughs> Six foot four. 
FM.
Well, I am buzzing about tonight's show because not only do you and I get to hang out, my lovely listener, but also we get to hear brilliant guests like the wonderful Jasmine Harmon. Oh, and Thea, the Thea, the Brook. Is that your name? I asked you earlier. Is it or is it just your business? It, there's no the in the middle. Thea the Brook. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you sound really You just take off the Although I am the Brook as well. Yeah, it's oh. my surname. And we're going to have a huge round of applause for the wonderful Mick and Kate. And I'm so happy to see them again. Woo! Who have just set up a wonderful film studio in the radio station. And my lovely listener, I will tell you more. I'll keep you in the loop as to what happens. I'm going to see if I can actually line up while we're speaking, because I can multitask. I'm just the flipping genius. But I'm going to see if I can line up a Rocky Horror song, because next week is my Rocky Horror special. You are nodding with, with appreciation and the love. Ne- be here next week Come well. along. Come along. My listener, I want you to come along. If you fancy dressing up, will you be magenta? Will you be Columbia? Would you like to come as Frankenfurter? I don't mind. What would you come as, Thea, if you were going to pop I'd, along next week? I think week? I'd actually mesh them all together. Oh, I'm loving have, it. like a different section of my body <gasps> as a different character, just to cover Gosh. all bases. What about you, Jasmine? Do you love the Rocky Horror? <laughs> I love it. I, I'd come as Frankenfurter. Oh, my I gosh, doubt. would you really? <laughs> why, yeah, why not? Mick and Kate, are you loving Rocky Horror? Always. Always. Back in the day. You've still got it, Kate. Mick, what about you? You would make a wonderful riffraff, a m- wonderful Franken... No, he's saying no. He's not <laughs> feeling it. I can see him in a I'm pair gonna... of boots and suspenders. Oh, I say. Yeah, Mick, just... what do you think? We're, we're picturing you in... Don't tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be next week, next Friday. I have got, fingers and toes crossed, the most wonderful Richard O'Brien, who is the writer of Rocky Horror. He's going to be having a chat over the phone. He's in New Zealand as well, which is wonderful that he's going to be chatting to me. We've got um, Christian Lavacoum. Um, I did a pre-recorded interview with him. Maybe I shouldn't tell you that, but I did an interview with him. And guess how many times he's played Riff Raff? How many? 1,600 times. Shut the front door. I know, seriously. That, yeah. So he is, he's played it, I don't know, just as many times as Richard O'Brien probably now. Um, But I might see if I can play out with a Rocky Horror track because I'm buzzing. I was thinking I was going to dress up, but then I thought I might just be sitting here on my own looking a bit sad in a French maid's outfit and (laughs) no one wants to see that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Well, Jasmine might. (laughs) Probably a few people out there. Next week, come back next week. But Thea, it's been an absolute joy, and with Jasmine as well. We've got um, the next fifteen minutes or so to sort of have a bit of a chat before I play out and um, Patrick takes the hot seat. Um, but tell us about your journey into being vegan, then, Thea. Um, was it one where you just, you know, the, had the light bulb moment, or was it a gradual? thing for you? I, I think I had it a little bit easier actually than some people because I had to cut out dairy first. Did you? I became intolerant to it. Oh okay, what were your symptoms then? Do you mind me asking? No, I had a constant bloated stomach but like right. huge football bloated and couldn't work out what it was. I tried so many different things. I, I convinced myself it might be sugar or gluten yeah. or all yeah. sorts of things and I went and had intolerance testing in the end. And did and that? that's what it come up as? Yeah, they were, I had a few things but the main one was dairy and everything dairy. It wasn't just you know one or two things, it was anything that contained dairy. 
So I did a 12-week program to completely eliminate it, thinking I'd be able to reintroduce it and could never reintroduce it. No. And was that because your body wasn't letting you or was that because you realised what it was? Um, At the time, it was just because I couldn't... Every time I tried to have it again, it was still affecting my body. Um, So then I spent quite a lot of time trying to work out how can I still enjoy food the way I did before without dairy. And at the same time, I'd been starting to struggle a bit with... I think I, I read a book called Farmageddon, Um, And then I read the China study. Did you read the China study? Okay, so I skim Skim read bits. It's a a thick book with tiny writing. (laughs) You know who told me to read that? Heather Mills. Oh, really? Mm. She said, you must read it. And I bought it because Heather Mills said so. And it's still there on my shelf. There's a lot of science talk in there. Yes, it's quite in-depth, isn't it? But the the overall story from the China study, I think, is fascinating. Yes. And then I started doing more research and then we watched Cowspiracy and started to learn about the environmental impact. Um, And my husband is a, you know, was a complete carnivore, you know, meat every meal of the day. The first question he'd ask when I put food in front of him was, what meat's in it? Not, really? not what is Gosh. it? It was like, which meat is it? And oh. often, sometimes it was corn. <laughs> and so he'd say, is this chicken or pork? I'd be like, oh, it's whatever you want it to yeah. be. <laughs> so you tricked your husband. I've heard that before, I must say. But then I just suggested that we did Veganuary. Lovely. And when and was that? Was it the same time as Jasmine? Ours was 2016, so I think just mm, after. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Um, but we actually, we went in soft and we committed to doing five days a week yeah. through Veganuary. And we said we'd have two days off. Um, two days off? Two days off being vegan. Oh, and like that's the, never going to happen. By the fourth week, yeah. we were not bothered about our two days off. Of course And then no. never went back. So, yeah. I love it. And so it made a big difference to your health. Absolutely. And yeah. to your business. Yeah. So really, it's impacted your whole life, isn't it? Yeah, it completely changed everything in my life and my whole way of thinking. And as Jasmine was saying earlier, it's really not just about diet. I think the the longer that you are vegan and you start to learn more about veganism and what people are doing and how it impacts the environment, it really becomes a way of being and, and being kind to everybody and thinking about your actions it's so much more than just the food you eat definitely it is i remember years ago and i I, when i first went veggie and there was this guy i was helping at a viva stall actually many years ago when when i used to go and help viva and i remember saying to this guy um is your toothpaste vegan he was like yes of course it is i was thinking you know, I've got to, re- I've got, I've got, of course I've got to have vegan toothpaste. Why hadn't I thought of it before? And then I remember my cousin saying to me, I was eating some polos and at the time they had gelatine in. And she said to me, um, do you know that they've got gelatine? And I was like, well, what's gelatine? And just, you know, this whole world opened up of reading labels. And I love it because you've only got one body. You know, you want to put Mm. the best in. And if you really think of what gelatine is, or my my big one is um, coconut. I mean, my listener, seriously, listener, go and Google coconut. That's how I say it, probably because I'm from Essex. Other people (laughs) might say it in a more posher voice. (laughs) Coconut, coconut. But it's, it's a dead squashed beetle. Yeah, it's fascinating when we changed the business vegan, because it was originally when we opened the brook, it wasn't. 
the traditional menu. Wow. So we changed the whole business. And we had a cocktail menu. So we had to go through every bottle of spirits. Mm. And the amount Ooh. of spirits we couldn't serve because really? they had things like crushed beetles in them. Crushed or they, beetles. like with wines, Seriously. how they filter it through fish bladders. Yes. It's, it becomes the stuff of nightmares when you start to yeah. learn about it properly. But it's fascinating. And once you know it, you know it, which is it is really exciting. What really annoys me and Jasmine, you might feel this as well, because um, you know you're a mum. There's so many kids' sweets. Oh yeah, that have got party bags really with jelly sweets hideous, in them. hideous ingredients. I remember this this lady said to me, look, you know. Karen, my son's really high part, you know, I'm, could it be to do with these sweets? You know, would you give these to your son, Callum? And I looked at the pack and the ingredients were sugar, cochineal and gelatine. So you are eating, and I'm sorry, my listener, but you have to know this stuff. You're eating dead squash beetles mixed with the boiled bones, tendons, ligaments and skins of dead animals and sweetened with sugar. How is that good for your child? does not sound appetising. If you want to eat it, then that's up to you. That's your hard cheese if you want to eat that. But, you know, I wouldn't want to give it to kids because they they don't know. They just think it's a bag of sweets. Mm. Anyway, we've digressed. But that is my thing when it's, you know, these products are in kids' foods. But the thing is, they don't need to be. Jelly sweets don't don't need need to be be. all of that. There are plenty of vegan options out there now. Mm. My kids know to ask about, you know, things like jelly sweets or marshmallows if they get things at a party they won't eat them you know, yeah. they're only three and five they won't oh. eat them they'll ask are yes. these okay mummy yeah and if i say no they say oh no I don't, we don't want we that. don't want we'll them. give that to someone else yeah <laughs> yeah so they know but the other children a lot of the other children don't know they do, that's the thing they don't know it's it's the lack of education but as i say you know eat whatever you want to eat if that's your cup of tea but when it's your kid i think mm. you do have a bit of a responsibility to look at some ingredients had some questions on Instagram. We do like a question and I'm chatting away. I, I'm going to see if we've had some questions coming through as well. Jasmine Harmon, Place in the Sun, super lovely lady who I think is amazing. What are the questions? So one that I've got here, um, do I have a recipe for a veggie curry? And oh. I think my, maybe Thea could answer Thea. that with one of our lovely dishes from the brook. I don't, I don't give you mine. If maybe you go to our website. <laughs> oh. Oh. We actually do. We do have. Do you? And I, I'm a big fan of. So you know, thinking about food waste as well. Mm. A curry is the perfect way to use up any veggies that you've got left. Like always, use the dregs of whatever's left in the fridge before throwing it away and make it into a curry. And so we have an any veg curry on the website that you can just use as a base and then throw in whatever your favourite. That's lovely. I'm looking at and it's. The Brook, it's the-brook.co.uk. So I'm looking at it now to see where the recipes are. I can't see them. Where are the recipes? Let me should have should be another blog section. <laughs> onto the, the secret recipes. <laughs> recipe. You have to order them. And then you can look at the ingredients. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All the recipes okay, well, we're are out there. So we'll, that, we'll help that's you post your, the link up later. Yeah. What, what, so, so that would be your recipe. Have a look at the uh, the website. And it's just basically 
all, all your leftovers. Yeah, it could, well, it could either be your favourite veg. So if Favorites, you want to make a fancy yeah. one, go and get your favourite yeah. veg. Yeah. If you're having one of those days where you want to clear the fridge out and not waste anything, yeah. then you can put in your leftovers. They're most yeah. of my days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I cannot bear wet food, food waste. I cannot no. bear it. It's, you know, you, you have to use everything. What about, so, have you got a recipe for your question? For your, my favourite, my yeah. curry, oh, well... I, I make a lot of curry at home. My dal is pretty impressive. Is it? No, um, I asked you this at Veg Fest. Did you? And everyone laughed because I said, what was in it? And you said lentils. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Everybody laughed. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, but what else? What's the no. Jasmine Harmon secret ingredient? So, so it's basically you've got to, you know, you've got to sauté, fry off all the mustard seeds and all the, things, the spices and things that you're going to put in first. Um, then you can put the lentils in. I usually put in some other vegetables as well. Like sometimes I might do mushrooms or sometimes I might I do I do like carrots. a mushroom, yeah. Um, and, but then as well as all your lovely spices, a little teaspoon of brown sugar... Is that your it's secret good. ingredient? That's my secret ingredient. Oh. I've had another question. How can yes. we listen? You, you're going to do a, a link up There'll to There'll be a listen again back. link for all of Jasmine's fans and all of the Brooks fans and Thea's fans. My fans, well, <laughs> they, don't, they says, exist in my head. Someone else says, are those your own teeth? Are they talking about <laughs> my teeth? Your teeth are gorgeous, aren't my they? Teeth. Yes, they're are all they? my own. They're all my own. There's a few other random questions <laughs> I'm going to ignore. No, are they some naughty ones? <laughs> You know what, it's funny because the other day, um, oh, this just randomly popped into my head. I'm, I'm running out of time as well. But um, yeah, I interviewed just a little thing, Harry Hill. Oh, yeah. Lovely guy, lovely guy. And he made a comment about my teeth. <laughs> but a nice comment as well. So any other questions? Because we're going to wrap up no, really I'm leave quite soon. I'm but. The um, what an absolute joy to have you both in the studio and being filmed at the same time. That was quite a whirlwind, wasn't it? You're used to it though, Jasmine, aren't you? It's great. It's just no, like it's another been, day, Busman's holiday. It's been absolutely lovely to be able to come in and talk to you and tell you all about my new venture, oh. as well as all about my fun and frolics on a place in the sun. Lovely. It's a bit, a bit of joy. I can't wait to see you next week when you come back. <laughs> And you as well, Thea, thank you. So we put the details for the Brook on the Listen Again link and also for the film Kangaroo and everything else that we're doing. Um, but we've just got a few more minutes. I'm going to play out with a little bit of Rocky Horror just to get you in the mood for this time next week. Love you lots. See you later. Bye-bye. Karen, can we just...